Wow. You loyal people. I clean my teeth for you. Good evening. And um, that was great. Uh, <laughs> that was... Um, I've read a lot of Beckett uh, and seen a lot of Beckett. And um, this is my favorite piece by, by Beckett for reasons that I don't really fully understand. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I... I love you and I love your work and all of that. So get that out of the way. I'd like to talk about the play and what this play means to you. And that's, that's, that's the, first, the first question. We know what, yeah, what does this play mean to you? How do you see this play? I mean, just a, just a few questions I'd like to raise around that. Well, it has quite a, quite a long sort of history with me, really. It's, I first did it in 1999 uh, at the behest of Michael Colgan, who was the artistic director for, for the Gate Theatre in Dublin. And he actually did this reworking of, this, of, mm -hmm. of the production. Um, he's, I don't know whether you'd call him a Beckett scholar, but he's certainly immersed in Beckett. He's tremendously knowledgeable about Beckett and, and has a, a fantastic instincts, as well as uh, an academic understanding. Uh, and he approached me when I was living in Ireland and said that he wanted me to play it. Right. Um, and I, I think I rather avoided it. Uh, uh, to, to start with, I wasn't at all sure. One, I didn't... Uh, I never played any Beckett. Uh, and I always felt that it was very clever people who had to play Beckett and so on, you know? And, um, and uh, with endless degrees after their names and things like that. Uh, no reference to you, sir. But... Um, uh, 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 and I, I suppose I was a little bit daunted. I, I had met Beckett once years and years and years ago, but, uh, in, in 1964, when he was over, when Nicole Williamson was, was uh, doing uh, Waiting for Godot with uh, Tony Page directing it. Right. Um, and I'd, I'd seen him, it was, it was, it, and I didn't have the courage to talk to him. And he was a very shy man, so he didn't, I, he, well, I don't even know whether he noticed me. I was only a 24-year-old, very insignificant <laughs> fellow in the pub next to the Royal Court, which was a wonderful old, old English Victorian pub. It was a Sunday afternoon, the sun was coming slanting through the window, and I noticed this man sitting in, in the corner, and, and it was unmistakably, of course, when I saw him better, that it was Beckett, and he was reading the, the racing page of the oh, Evening really? Standard. Really? Yeah, yeah. On his own? On his own, On yes, his own. yeah. So I thought, well, um, I, I may not have had the opportunity of speaking to him, but what a fabulous image to be able to keep in my mind. And I think of that before I come on. Yeah. A great sportsman mm. as well. People forget about Beckett. He was the only uh, winner of the Nobel Prize to also be in Wisdom's Almanac for cricket. Cricket boots? Cricket boots, yeah. 1920 cricket boots, um. yeah, with the studs taken out, yeah. And the squeak retained. The squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the first, I mean, what do you think this play is about? Is, um, because there's different things going, because, I mean, let's... let's I was hoping you were going to well, tell me that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, think... I spent all night playing it. You tell me what it's about. <laughs> I think this play is about love. Or lack of it. Oh, the lack of love, or the farewell to love. Mm -hmm. And um, the, 
it's, it's extraordinary to be here with it. There's the tape while it's up there. But when he goes back to try and find those, uh, that moment, that moment of bliss when, um, you know, he lay with his face on her head, on her breast, and they were motionless but all moved under them and all moved up and down, up and down. If you... And side to side. <laughs> and it's a moment of, um, you know, it's a moment of bliss. It's a moment of recollected uh, bliss. Um, very tranquil moment, very gentle moment. And, um, and it's also the scene of a, of a breakup. You know, there's just a line, you know, um, I said again, I thought it was hopeless and no good thing, and she agreed. So without, even without even opening her eyes. So with this moment when... Um, uh, there's a sort of farewell to love, uh, this moment of bliss, which is then recollected later on. And Crap gives that up for... Well, yes, I think that is the, the, the uh, centre of the play, is the fact that he has decided to live an artistic life without um, the hindrance of... Um, of sort of the whole kind of bourgeois middle class idea of love that it can, mm-hmm. that it can be lived without that and that uh, that um, in, you can live entirely on your intellect um, at, at least that 's my understanding of it and I, and um, uh, but i 'm a huge believer in in, in, the, in the word and i mean i 'm I'm, I'm here to serve Beckett as far as yeah. I'm not, and that is absolutely all i 'm here for mm-hmm. and um it's, um, I mean, it most, most of it, I have to say, is originally is instinctive. So uh, I, I, I kind of mean it when I say I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, um, it, I find it very difficult to come on and start talking about a play in no, intellectual no, it's very terms. Hard. It's very but, um, because it's, 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 it's just like any other play. It's just like playing any other character, whether they existed or didn't exist, or whether they're poetic or whether they're, Prosaic, or, or, or whatever they may be, whether they're com- com- comedic or whether they're mm-hmm. uh, whether they are, are tragic, but uh, it, it's it's the same it's the same process, and it is it, it and it is an imaginative process. And mm-hmm. I, the one thing that I don't know how to describe to you is uh, the one thing that all interviewers want to know. They have about six questions, I reckon, and all of them are, "How do you act?" Yeah, every one of the six. Uh, couched in different ways, I'm not and of course that, 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 that is that is the only question that I have not the slightest understanding yeah. of how to how to answer. So. I'm not going to ask you that question though. So it's okay. <laughs> it's 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 a, I I um I don't know how you do it. You don't know how you do it, but it happened. Um, but what about the um, the there's this, there's this, there's weird things in this play. I want to talk about the humour as well, because it's Beckett is funny, and then how you play the, the humour is is odd, because he was obsessed. Well, I don't play you. anything for humour. I don't play anything for a laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that is, including the bananas. The bananas for me are completely and utterly uh, justifiable. Mm-hmm. He is, he's addicted to bananas. That is a clearly a fact. Yeah. I mean, he's, even 30 years ago, he, he was, addicted, he to was addicted to bananas. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably, start, it's an easy food for him, mm-hmm. in a sense. It's dangerous, because quite obviously he suffers from constipation, which we know. And, crap, um, can't crap. Uh, uh, yeah. well, there, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hoped you wouldn't say that, but you did. But, uh, 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 <laughs> 
But uh, uh, so he hides them away. We do this. We, we all do this. We do things. We do things in life that uh, we know full well. Where, he knows full well where they are. He knows perfectly well he can go and get a banana and have one if he wants to. But he's. He has to go through the guilt and the, this, that, and the other. And of course, I mean, Beckett, being no fool, knows very well that it has a comedic side to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, and, and I have seen I've seen Cram uh, play it when it has been played absolutely without uh, without any without question for comedy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I don't know how you marry the two then, and I don't know uh, where where the statement of the play lands then. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the thing about it is that it is an intensely private play. If, if, if crap, for a second thought, that all you wonderful people were out there watching him in, as he puts a banana in his mouth and gazes gormlessly into the, in, into the darkness, yeah. uh, he would be devastated, of course. I mean, absolutely. It's a completely private moment. At least, that's how I think of it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know... I mean, I'm sure somebody else would think of it differently and, and make it work wonderfully. Yeah, because Beckett was obsessed with silent movie uh, characters, like he, he cast Keaton in the in the film film, and uh, that comes to mind. And also, I think the shoe directions in the, the marvelous text. thing about Keaton is that he never played anything for comedy. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of straight. Why he's so brilliant? Yeah, uh, and but what about the um, the question of the um, well, of uh, when we look back, we have we have a, we have someone looking back thirty years, um, and he looks back, and he finds himself a stupid bastard, right? and he's looking back. Um, he finds that what he's after is that moment of of bliss, and it's wrapped up in this this nonsense about the vision. And there's this weird sort of almost, I don't know, um, twist on that moment in Joyce of the, the epiphany at the end of the portrait and, uh, you know, the moment of seeing the whole thing, the vision at last. Um, he can't bear that. He just wants, he wants this, this moment. But when we look back 30 years, is it always a stupid bastard? Is it always... Because I, I also heard that the, uh, you recorded that the tape that's recorded is 12... Years old. Is that? In 99, yeah. So your voice, because the voice changes, and your voice has changed too, I think, in those Well, yes, but I, you know, I can, I can um, manage to do something a little younger than maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a certain amount of craft, you know, in the business. Yeah, sure, 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 But we always do that, don't we? we always, we're always saying, oh, my God, when I was young, I was such a twat. You know, and so on. I mean, to, to, to use the vernacular. But, um, uh, and, and I think basically that's what he's doing. He, he, he just simply doesn't want to get involved in that whole area of artistic denial. He can't, he's, he's, that's, not, that's not the way he's feeling tonight, if you see what I mean. What he's clearly feeling tonight is... is uh, and, 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 of course, the marvellous thing is that he, in, in that, that last recording, he, 
he's talking about exactly the same things that he was talking about 30 years ago. Right, right, right. Time has not moved on. It right. might have a different perspective. He might be able to look at it from a different angle. He may be able to do all kinds of things like that. But actually, nothing has changed. Mm -hmm. It's the whole existential point of view, so, mm -hmm. is it not? You're the philosopher. <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, it, is, it, is it grim? Is it the there are different ways of looking at Beckett? I mean, the way that Beckett was looked at, say, in the 60s, was it in terms of absurdist drama and all the way? I, I've always found in Beckett a terrific um, courage and, and humanity and sort of um, uh, strength to, mm. to persist mm. in Beckett. You know, it's that lovely expression, you know, keep your mind in hell and despair not. And with Beckett, you know, we keep our minds focused on where we are, the reality of our condition. And this isn't, this isn't a reason for despair, it's a reason for a, a strange sort of affirmation. Would you agree with that, do you find? Because people would say, you know, Well, Beckett's I mean, I can, I can only, I mean, when you say, uh, uh, if you're taking Beckett and you're, and, and you're uh, talking, uh, broadly speaking, I mean, there is so many variations of, uh, uh, of the way in which he approached his various different dramas mm -hmm. uh, in, 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 the, in all the plays. Then they're, they're not all from the same point of view at all, dramatically. Mm -hmm. And I think probably one of the most accessible in, in, uh, in modern dramatic terms, is Crap's Last Tape, mm -hmm. which it seems to me to have, uh, it, it, it seems to me to have a narrative. I don't know, but I mean, I, you know, I, that's what I played. I, I, I hope that's, a, that's what's understood from no, it. No, no, sense. no, you know, sure. I mean, it's, um, I, 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 I'm not that brilliant at talking about, uh, talking about it in, in abstract terms. But, and uh, that's, you know, to miss the point of Beckett, you know, the play's the thing, as it were, or the, the novels are the thing, and it's, you know, and Beckett, for people like me, his texts are full of um, sort of red herrings and full of little explosive devices, because he knew so much, say, about philosophy in particular. There's hundreds of pages of notes in Trinity College Dublin of oh, I'm sure, things, yeah. you've, you know, so, so to over-theorise this is to miss the thing, right? I, I completely yeah. agree with that. But to Maybe last thought here would be, what about Spool? Spool. Um, well, that stands I mean, for so much, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, that's, he, that is, that's a man who loves the sound of language. Right. And that's the image he chose, which is a beautiful one. It's lovely. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, and it has given him satisfaction and amusement as he sits alone in the dark mm -hmm. over the years. Hugely. Um, and the fact that it happens to rhyme with stool is brilliant. Right, right, right. <laughs> Back to crap. The, um, I'd like to open it up to the floor. I can't even, I'm like crap squinting at my notes here. Um, oh gosh, now that can all, I was going to talk about his mother. Because uh, the mother is there in a very strange way in the play. We have the memory of my mother at rest, and then his mother are dying. There's all sorts of autobiographical it stuff. Place. It has its place, and it's, uh, it's, it's not paramount, but it's there, and yeah. it's, it's very much part. I mean, I, I have to say that uh, I, I treat this as Beckett saying, there but for the grace of God. Mm -hmm. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is an autobiography. Had things not gone the way they went, mm -hmm. and had his wife not trudged around Paris and mm -hmm. managed to find a young publisher 
and he was the most, as you know very well, he was the most uh, declined, turned down author almost in history. Yes. And uh, I'm quite sure that he, he felt at one stage that, uh, with, with crap, that that's, that's what could have happened. It's what could have happened to him. 17 copies and, uh, sold. 17 copies to, sold, yes. Which is a reference, I think, to Murphy or More Pricks Than Kicks or one of the early books. It, one of the early uh, publishing disasters, I think. Well, probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's uh, open it up. How do you want to do this? There's two, two microphones. If people want to come forward and <coughs> ask questions, then they're very welcome. Uh, Mr. Hurt, I'm interested in a play like this that is, uh, you know, we see a man in a black void, uh, a place of solitude. Uh, what is it like to play against, if anything, yourself and an um, analog version of that? Uh, and how is that um, working with a director who has directed you in this piece before? What is that process like uh, where it's just one-on-one -on, -one on tape? Well, the marvelous thing about it, let's start with the best things, is that nobody else can fuck it up. And that covers the whole gamut of emotions. <laughs> to the other end of the scale, which is the fact that if anything goes wrong, nobody else can be blamed. Uh, so uh, it's, and everything that's in between that. It, it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange thing to do, um, but I, right from the beginning, I've never, I've never felt I, I never felt sort of lonely about it. I never felt that I'm on my own. Uh, it, 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 it's an extraordinary piece insofar as that it does seem to... It, it creates a spell of its own. Uh, and I, 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 that, for me, is the, is the genius of Sam Beckett. Yeah, I can't say that it's... You know, I mean, it, it, there isn't the camaraderie that you get in a dressing room with, with a... With a <laughs> I don't sort of run round the room in heaps of laughter or anything like that, <laughs> um, which certainly can happen in, 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 a, in a play with, with a lot of people in it. Yeah, uh, and it does. I do. I have to say that it, it's uh, much. I loathe having to say this, but I, it, it's a play that can run away from you if you're not very careful. Uh, and being as, as I say, you're the only person there. Uh, you can't afford that to happen, and so I do tend to give myself a bit of time to get into into crap space, as it were, and atmosphere before I start. Probably takes longer than the play. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And the use of silence as well. I mean, you really let the silence. Go well, I've described the silence. But during one, one interview, somebody asked me uh, about the pauses, and I said, "Well, really, the best way to describe it is the whole thing is an interrupted pause." Mm -hmm. Mm. And I think it's not. I, I'm, I'm rather proud of my academia there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we have to draw a line under it. So thank you very much, John. Hey, thank you. And thank you for coming. And thank you for the performance.